0: Welcome to the greatest Podcast in Sports Betting Entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money, Grant Mitchell. I texted him at 3:30 last night and he answered. And you can't teach that. And you also can't teach the Yukon Huskies covering the spread yesterday against the NC State Wolfpack. And you can't teach that. Bada boom, man, the people in the room. How you doing, Grant? Welcome in to Ride the Line.
1: Welcome in to Ride the Line, everybody. Yes, Tanner, you know how it goes in this business. We're up in the late hours, crunching the numbers, doing the research, getting the picks ready. We are here pretty much all the time, you know, like I said, grinding it out. By the way, I did not think UConn was covering that spread. NC State was my sleeper team. they I, I don't know if they still are. I can't abandon them after only one week. But NC State was one of my sleeper teams for this year. I said they could go
0: 8-4. and four. I'm not feeling too confident in that after after yesterday's game. Well, UConn basically handed the game over to them multiple times. So there were there was a drive where they gave them seven points with two pass interferences, and then there was the drive where the kid had the 70 – Rick Victor Rose had the 70-yard touchdown run for UConn, flips in the end zone like he thinks he's a freaking superhero. Flag there, then a flag on the late hit. Now they have the ball on the 27. Two plays later, we're back in the same situation, down 10. We were just down three. It was a little bit of a sweat, but UConn deserved to cover. They couldn't cover the running back or the quarterback running the ball out of the backfield. That was their biggest issue all night. Um, But last night's college football, so easy. And I wrote them all up on WSN. So if you're not going to check it out, go check it out. I had three plays last night UConn plus 14.5. I had um, the Utah minus four. And then I had Nebraska plus 7.5. Simple. I had
1: Utah and Nebraska as well. The Utah one, especially, was easy money.
0: Well, yeah, everyone's like, oh, Florida's going to cover. Florida's going to cover. Like, no, they're not. They weren't good last year. They're not good this year.
1: And Utah is one of the grittiest teams out there right now.
0: And they're better They're better at home. Like, if it's on the road, it's a different story. Like, Utah was 5-1 against the spread at home last year. On the road, I don't think they were as good. But, like, last year, Florida, when they beat Utah in the swamp, Anthony Richardson went off. You don't have Anthony Richardson. You have a bad offensive line. Like, what makes you think you're going to beat Utah, who's contending for the college football playoff?
1: Yeah, and not only do you not have Anthony Richardson, you had Emory Jones there last year, who now plays for Cincinnati, I believe. Is, is it Cincinnati? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, that, that I mean that was that was Utah from the start. That that one cashed easy. I'm not surprised. Uh, we're not. This isn't on the show today, but I'm sure that people are interested. Do you have a lean on the LSU FSU game by chance?
0: Well, I hate betting on. Um, I hate betting on what's what's name Brian Kelly. I, I hate doing it. I I can't I I was having trauma flashbacks seeing all the clips yesterday. The ESPN just starts posting them of LSU Florida State last year when Jaden Daniels drives the field, throws the touchdown, and then we kick the PAT to go to overtime and it gets blocked. That was the worst experience of my life last year watching that football game. I do think LSU gets some revenge. I think LSU is better up front in the trenches, and that's gonna make the difference in this game. But there's going to be a lot of competition. It's going to be a very good football game. I think the the schedule makers putting that as a standalone game on Sunday, right? On Sunday yep. nights. Yeah, I think they did a great job with that. Who's on Monday? There's a game Monday, too. There is a Monday game. Now
1: that you mentioned it, I don't know. You want to look it up uh, yeah. for us real quick? Because right. I'll I'll just follow you up here. I think LSU is going to win that game as well. Um, one more t- little subplot to that matchup. We've got a potential Heisman showdown You know, with the Heisman candidates. Jordan Travis for Florida State. Um to to go against LSU, I think it's going to be a really good game. Um but I
0: like LSU. I do like LSU to win that one. So well, my my initial thought here I'm probably going to I'm going to take LSU money line straight up on Sunday night and then I will likely parlay LSU money line with Clemson money line um for night 2. That's kind of my that's my thought process. So lines we'll,
1: we'll 14 and a half I believe
0: against 12, Duke 12 and a half right now. It was 12, up to 12. 13, but
1: if it if it's if it stays under 14, I might be willing to go Clemson spread. But I mean if you get fair value for that double money line parlay, that's not a bad play either.
0: Another another thing to look at too in that game is potentially the under um Cade Klubnick making really I mean he can he can ball, but this will be his first year as the full-time starter, and then Duke's gonna have trouble moving the football against Clemson. So
1: Yep, they absolutely are. But what we are not gonna have trouble doing is giving you guys baseball picks on this wonderful Friday episode of Ride the Line but before we jump into that make sure that you guys have subscribed to the channel the football season it's not around the corner it is in fact right here and of course we've got our favorite NFL bets coming to the channel next week so make sure that you are locked in because there's gonna be a lot of exciting videos coming your way very soon
0: yeah subscribe follow go to WSN we have so much stuff on the website we have so much stuff on social so if you're not looking at all this stuff get out and smash that subscribe button smash that subscribe button Tanner
1: and I have the same first pick of the show here so you know Tanner I'll kick it off you bring it on home for us we are both going to go with the Astros the Houston Astros minus one and a half Versus the New York Yankees, Justin Verlander getting the start for the Astros. Here he's ten and six with a three oh six on the season, going against Carlos Rodon, who's one and four with a five ninety seven ERA and a one forty one WHIP. Here's a really important number, a couple of numbers actually. So Rodon has given up ten home runs this season. Why is that important? He's only thrown thirty seven innings, ten home runs in thirty seven innings, so a home run in just about every three and a half. Meanwhile, Verlander has given up eleven home runs and 123. So 11-123, 10-37. and That's not very good if you're O'Donnell or the Yankees, especially considering what the Astros have been doing lately. They've won five straight games, and during those five games, they have averaged 10.4 runs per game. We know they can hit the hell out of the baseball. That's what they've been doing recently. Now they're getting an opportunity to go against a pitcher that has been willing to give up those home run balls. I think we're looking at a very strong offensive day in the works for the Astros. The only reason I'm not playing the over in this game is because I I don't know if the Yankees are going to score a single run. You you can't trust them. Their offense is so bad. So I would be leaning over, but my favorite play is definitely Astros' run line.
0: Yeah, the Yankees may score one to two runs. The Astros' bullpen has been very good as of late. Um, Justin Verlander has been good. They absolutely dominated the Red Sox on the road this week. Uh, so they have a lot of momentum coming into this series. the series. New York Yankees did win three or four grand from the Detroit Tigers. But I'll tell you what, Detroit Tigers are not the Houston Astros in any way whatsoever. Radon's been terrible. He's like he is pitching injured. He's not himself right now. So I do think that um, the Yankees are going to struggle in this game and the Astros are going to cover on the run line. Also, this game is at home, so they're not getting the nine at bats. I still don't care. They can do it with eight at bats.
1: Yeah, that is the only real concerning part of this matchup. There are no locks in sports betting, but if we're looking for concerns, that's the only one that I can find, that we're only getting eight innings. But I would much rather have eight innings of Astros' offense than nine of Yankees' offense.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, So speaking of a team that's going to have nine innings, though, tonight is the Boston Red Sox. They're on the road against the Kansas City Royals. They got James Paxton going. and Paxton has really not been good in his past five starts. it has been very up and down. But overall, he's one of the best for the Red Sox, and that's not saying a lot because the Red Sox just aren't that good. But he's seven and four with a three nine nine ERA and a 1-2-6 WHIP. Not saying much, but that is one of the better pitchers for the Boston Red Sox this year. In his last start against the Royals, he went five point one innings. He did give up six hits, but he didn't allow a run. He got out of jams. Jordan Lyles going to throw for Kansas City. He's three and fifteen on the season, Graham. And I believe, I think G Unit said this last night that the Royals are three and twenty two in his starts as well which is just mind-blowing.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've done the numbers before, like a week or two ago. It
0: was something ridiculous like that. They just never win when he plays. 3-22 and 22 in Jordan Lyle start. So right there, we should win the game. Right there. Now, I cover a different story, but right there, we should win the game. 1-3-1 uh, one, one whip for him. It's walking home right, home run rates just way too high. Red Sox are hitting 25 points higher for their batting average of the team. They've hit 31 more homers. Now, the Boston Red Sox, they love to, like, go play these, like, dog water teams and say, hey, like, we don't want to win today. But knowing the numbers and knowing the stats, you can't play that trend. You just got play to the, play the trend that's saying the Red Sox are going to dominate. And I think they will. today. I think they, they get – they usually t- – they're, they're very good at bouncing back. I'll give them that.
1: That is one – yeah, that's a good way to put it. They're very good at bouncing back. They rarely go through extended cold streaks. Um, As far as the final result, maybe their offense dies down, but they still find a way to win games. The only thing I will say here that if I'm looking for concerns, it's that the Red Sox don't hit the ball as well on the road as they do in their home stadium. But, and at the end of the day, it's the Royals. Like, yes, they're still top two in batting average since the all-star break, but their OBP during that stretch still isn't even that great because they never walk. They don't really get on base. Jordan Lyle's probably the biggest must fade in the entire baseball world right now. Him him, and Adam Wainwright probably. So, yeah, you, you can never fault a pick against the Royals or against Jordan Lyle's.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Okay, my second pick here. I'm going to go with another run line. Make it three out of three on the show so far. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Rays minus one and a half versus the Cleveland Guardians. So the interesting thing is these teams played a few weeks ago and the Guardians covered in all three games in that series. However, on the mound today is going to be Tyler Glasnow for the Rays. He's seven and four with a 312 ERA and a 105 whip. Got a three flat ERA this month, had a 211 last month. He's given up two earned runs or fewer in six of his last seven starts. So he's been really good as of late. And the real reason that I'm going against the Guardians here is Cal Quantrill will be on the mound for them he's two and six with a 645 era and a 157 whip uh he does not have a single month this season with an era under 540 and if we look at his game log the amount of earned runs he's given up in his recent starts goes five six eight six three three that's that's not a very inspiring stretch if you want me to to bet on the guardians here now the rays they uh they were really struggling at the plate for a long time. But over the last 30 days, they have jumped up to 6th in scoring. The Guardians are 26th. And even though the Rays' road record isn't that great, considering the 30 games over five hundred, their offense actually plays better on the road than it does in their home stadium. If you look at things like batting average, OBP, OPS slugging, all that stuff. The Rays have won 10 out of the last 12. They've covered in 9 of those. I'm taking Rays minus 1.5, and I'm not thinking too much about it.
0: I like it. The Rays have been hot. They've been playing very good, especially without Wander Franco. So they've really done a nice job adjusting since that news came down. Tampa Bay is, I believe, the the second favorite in the American League right now to win the World Series um, behind the Houston Astros. So they're going to make a run, and this is a good pick out of you, Grant.
1: I I don't like that, by the way. I still I, I think the odds makers are still respecting the Rays too much.
0: They're plus eleven hundred. The, the Astros are plus six hundred. The uh, the Rays are plus eleven hundred. I think the Orioles and the um mariners like not the mariners mariners are way down um orioles and rangers, rangers. yeah rangers are right behind them at like 12 to 1 so
1: yeah i just i don't know
0: the race has got too many injuries man they got too many injuries yeah they do but they, they can pitch and they, they, they're a good team in the in the playoffs like we've seen it they've been the world series so all right big time play right here you ready for this big time right here play. Toronto Blue Jays at the Colorado Rockies are going to take the Blue Jays minus one and a half. Again, they're on the road. They're guaranteed the nine at-bats. It's a little fun fact for everyone. When you're betting on run lines, you want to tend to take that road team just because they're guaranteed the nine at-bats. In some cases, like the Astros against the Yankees, we don't do that because the Astros are home, but they have a massive hitting advantage. So most times, though, you want to look for that team that's getting the nine at-bats on the road here with a pitching advantage and an offensive advantage. The Blue Jays have that Jin Ryu's on the mound. Three and one with a two two five ERA and a one WHIP in twenty four innings. He should keep the Rockies off balance all game. And then on the other side, Chris Flexen been almost nearly as bad as uh, actually. I think he's actually been worse than Jordan Lyles in a way. One and six with a six nine four ERA and a one seven four WHIP. I mean, he really hasn't pitched in Colorado that much this year. Um, 19 homers on the mound, 19 homers allowed in his time on the mound, and Toronto can hit the long ball. So uh, also has given up 97 hits in 73 innings. Like, there's nothing that can point me to taking the Kansas City – or not the Kansas City Royals, the Colorado Rockies in this spot. I like the Blue Jays minus one half for minus 125
1: yeah I think this is another very good play. Chris Flexen had that one run was it with the Mariners a couple of years ago where he looked like he was gonna be a really good player, and it just has not worked out this it culminated this year, ended up he got moved on to the to the Rockies, and you know it just hasn't been that good for him. You know the Rio's a much better pitcher than he is. The Blue Jays offense is much better than the Rockies. The only thing that i, I concerns me. Is the Rockies are a different team at their home stadium? Granted, that team is still not even close to the level that the Blue Jays are. I honestly just have a level of personal bias against the Blue Jays because I find them to be highly inconsistent. But I do, I would be taking this pick one hundred percent. This is the right play in this game.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: Okay, my final pick here. I'm gonna go Baltimore Orioles money line versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. Cole Irvin will get the start for the O's. He's 1-3 with a 478 ERA and a 136 whip. Going against Zach Davies of the D-backs, who is 1-5 with a 693 ERA and a 160 whip. Now, Irvin gave up four earned runs in his last start at home to the Rockies, which wasn't that impressive. But prior to that, he had only given up one earned run in five appearances, has a 225 ERA this month, and has a 377 on the road. This game is being played in Arizona. Meanwhile, Davies was good in his last... Start. I forget exactly what the numbers were, but he does have a, t- a 10 earned run average uh, last month. Now, granted, some of that was because the Braves blew up his numbers, but still, even without that Braves game, it was about five or so. And the month before that, it was a 690 in June. Um, and like I said, a 693 for the year has not been a very promising year for Davies. The Orioles have a top five bullpen over the last 30 days. The D backs are just outside the bottom five. Orioles have won nine of their last 12. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks have lost four out of five. Um, Yes, you can say the Diamondbacks were swept by the Dodgers, and that's what's supposed to happen. But the simple fact is the Orioles are one of, if not maybe, the best road team in the entire league. They have a better offense. They have a better starting pitcher. They have a better bullpen. I'm taking the Orioles' money line. It's not even a run line. It's a money line for minus 115 value. Considering it's the Orioles, maybe the class of the American League, I'm taking the Orioles, no questions asked.
0: Yeah, huge pitching advantage for Baltimore. I know the closer is hurt for them, so that's the reason the line might be a little shorter than we would usually come to expect in this game. But, yeah, the, the Baltimore Orioles have been playing really good baseball. Diamondbacks have not been hitting. Good play. Yeah, thank you. And
1: speaking of Felix Bautista, it would really suck if he's not back for the postseason because, you know, like this is a year the Orioles have a chance to make noise. So hopefully he rushes his way back. Not rushes, but hopefully he's back quickly. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, Grant. Well, that was one of the best shows in the history of sports bag entertainment right there
1: certainly on this friday yes guys we are here to give you our favorite plays we've got day baseball games to keep you entertained we got the reds taking on the cubs at 110 that's not going to be a electric always you know play it, friday at
0: one. we talked about this they always play friday at one.
1: Oh, oh you're right we did talk about this
0: yeah the cubs always play i don't know why i need to know why they play friday there must be some tradition i'm gonna put they, well,
1: they have a doubleheader today. So I think that, I mean, at least today, maybe that's a part of it. But um, in the past, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the case is. Are you looking it up right now?
0: Wrigley Field added lights, Cook County. All right. The main reason is that since Wrigley Field added lights, Cook County, the Chicago Cubs and MLB are to an agreement test to how many games can be played at night. So they do the Friday games during the day. Interesting. I'm thinking people are going to like take off work and just go to Wrigleyville and just get smacked and watch baseball. I mean that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, but that's what well, you know, that's when you do it. It's easier than a Wednesday.
1: You know what? I've always and I mean I don't under, I don't really see how you can achieve this goal, but I, I always want to watch a baseball game from like a rooftop or something nearby. I've never done that before.
0: Got to go to Wrigley. Yeah, Wrigley's
1: definitely the spot. Um, if you could get in the in the warehouse at Camden Yards, that would be pretty dope. But
0: I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, Wrigley. Wrigley's nice. I went couple years ago it was it was it's an old state like it's old but they have it's so much more renovated than like Fenway Park
1: yeah I went um I went to Wrigley maybe in like 2015 2016 or something like that um the only thing I didn't like was our seats were right behind the support beams so you were you couldn't see like part of the field which kind of stunk but I mean it was Wrigley it was just
0: cool being able to experience that definitely definitely Grant well take us out of the show
1: Guys, that was Ride the Line for Friday. We gave you our best MLB betting picks, and we are interested to hear what yours are. Drop a comment. Make sure that you are subscribed to the channel because we are going to be here all throughout the NFL season providing the bets, providing the content. It's going to be absolutely electric, and we will be there very soon for you guys. But until next time, subscribe to the channel, and we will see you all next week.